Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only podcast brought to you in association with SCSA Sports Management. It's New Year's Eve, it's our final show of the year and it's going to be a short one to be brutalised because uh, if you've not been living in some sort of hole over the past week you probably won't realise that all of the football apart from one game has been called off due to everybody's breakout star of 2020. Uh, COVID-19. Uh, anyway, I'm John Phipps and on the line now is a man who I'm sure had a very Merry Christmas and is already looking forward to a bright 2021. Matt Gerard, how are you? I didn't think there was any football on over Christmas after what I watched, John, so uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. Yeah, not too bad. It's the sunshine. It was rumours we'd get a bit of snow, but I don't think it is. So it's just that the, well, the Christmas tree goes down today. Um, uh, we'll go for a walk. Basically, it's like Groundhog Day. We go for a walk. Come home, eat, drink, wrap, then back again. So, yeah, it's been a large Christmas. Though, so I don't have to work over Christmas and New Year, so it's always a bit of a nice break, to be honest. So the company shuts. There's nothing to really worry about. So it's just been – I've been a bit, a little bit restless, as the wife says, because I'd like to be doing stuff, but there's not much you can actually do. So um, but there you go. Yeah, your Christmas okay? It was nice, actually. Nice and chilled out. Not a lot going on, really, was there? Um, you know, you, Nothing on the telly. So no, cool. No, dire. Absolutely nothing on the telly worth watching. We've just been watching loads of stuff off the plan. But it was, you know, it was just nice and chilled out. We obviously we had the the dramas of being chucked into tier four on Boxing Day. Um, so what that actually meant was we had some guests here who were supposed to be staying until the 28th, uh, but they had to leave on Christmas Day. Uh, so we t- we told them we were happy for them to stay, but we couldn't do a breakfast on in the morning. But they um, very kindly said no, they didn't want us to get in trouble. So um, so Where they, they come from? Uh, they were from uh, somewhere else in Sussex, so it wasn't too bad. Um, not a tier job. No, so uh, they were they were fine, but. Um, it's uh yeah it's it's tough it's very tough because of course my football I, the BBC now I don't know if I mentioned this like the BBC now have a thing that you can't actually go outside the county so um if there was any football um I'm not allowed to go anyway so I'm only allowed to do home games at the moment so I don't know how well I would have thought we'd be in tier four till February so um I'll have the delights of home matches which is probably some people would say that's a, a benefit <laughs> I am lucky to go to games so I can't be too disappointed about that but yeah can't go outside the county now so. Well, it's, uh, it's it's quite something. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just lost for words, mate. To be honest, to be honest, it's I, I never thought when we when we uh, did last week's show, I never thought for a second we'd be sitting here with uh, only the one match of football to talk about. Which uh, and it's reflected in the fact that I've not actually written any form of script for this week's show. So uh, I'm just looking up something very quickly um, while we while we crack on. I'm going to. Well, see, I've got you know the kids. My eldest daughter will not go back to school to the 18th. Well, my youngest daughter can, which seems, again, doesn't make any sense, does it, really? It, it doesn't. It's, it's insane. I don't, like, surely if, if if your youngest daughter, is your youngest daughter not going to get it? And your oldest daughter might? It's 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 ridiculous. Okay. And this is the problem. that They've got to do a blanket, a blanket closure of the schools, is my opinion on this, because what can you do? It's, oh, I don't I know. I see some of it moaning, because you could be on right on the cusp of somewhere in London. I think that... I think even Folkestone and Ashford, that some schools are open, but if you're like in the middle, the Ashford ones are closed, which, again, beggars belief, to be honest, but it beggars belief all the way through this. So, but again, let's hope for the vaccine at some stage, but then we can go move on a little bit. So uh, uh, from there, but yeah, it's just watching that yesterday. You think, oh my God. So there you go. Exactly. So 
It's our 152nd episode this week, uh, and 152 is a 2006 Japanese short horror film which was written, produced, and directed and edited, get him, by Daryl Nickrem. It was an official selection at the 2006 Calgary Underground Film Festival and at the 2007 Kansai International Film Festival. And to be honest, that's all I know about it, but it sounds a hell of a lot better than anything that was on the telly uh, over the Christmas period. Um, I was thinking, how many, when was the last time, how many episodes have we done this year? Probably what, two, three quarters that have had no football. <laughs> yeah, what well, we've done. Uh, I think our first episode of 2020 was at number 105, uh, and I've been listening back to a few of them because I've been working on a, on a sort of highlights package. Uh, and Didn't yeah, the amount, I don't know how we did it. When I look back at it, and I think all the th- all the podcasts we did during like April, May, June. I don't know how we did it, but do it we did. And and you know what? Some of them are actually very, very good, uh, if we do say so ourselves. We've done 47 but, episodes. That's a, that's a record, isn't it? Because normally we have dollars. So we've only missed five weeks the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Not, we're not, and obviously we did miss an episode in the middle, which, uh, don't forget, was your fault, not mine. Oh, yes. uh, when we when we went from 126 to 128. Yeah. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I've been going back listening um, to some of the, the highlights. And there's been things that I'd forgotten about. Do you remember, and this has just gone in the highlights package, which people will be able to hear later in the show. Do you remember the Charles Darwin rap? No. Uh, uh, no. I did, well, I did it for school. you did do a Charles Darwin rap, and uh, there was a brilliant moment when you said I've written a rap about Charles Darwin. Can we hear it? And you went, Megs, where's that rap? And <laughs> she brought it to you, and you performed it on the Ken. All oh, right, podcast. there you go. See, you don't so, get that on Peter Crouch's or whatever other podcast, do you? No. So, uh, so yeah, uh, listen towards that. Towards the end of the show, I will put that uh, package in. I, I haven't quite finished it at the moment, but. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite entertaining. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the football then. And there were supposed to be uh, a load of fixtures over the over the fast, festive period, the, the busiest period of the season. And then one by one, they all got cancelled due to COVID-19 uh, cases, either in, in our clubs or in, in the case of uh, Eastbourne's game against Maidstone. Uh, in, in Eastbourne's case, I was actually on Monday, I was briefly the only person going to a game involving a Kent team. Uh, and then that was called off as well due to the uh, due to the virus. There was, however, one game uh, on Boxing Day. It did survive, uh, although the conditions must have made it uh, questionable at times. Uh, and that game was at Crabble, where the whole nation was able to tune in and watch 10 man Dover get beaten at home by Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, I saw bits of it, Matt. Um it wasn't as bad as I thought it might be, but what I did think, and I did say to you at the time, was even when you were chasing the game late on, there's no one getting the ball in the box. And, and that's that's the real problem. You're not going to score if you're not getting the ball forward. Yeah, I thought we played OK. The sending off, we had Dagenham on the... Dagenham, what I say, oh, I'll slag off Dagenham a bit here. All the money they've spent, and they know that, you know, people in the know the money they've got, I thought they were pretty poor. Dover aren't the greatest team in the world as seen by the league position. So there you go. So and I did find the BT coverage was a bit of a dagger of loving saying, oh, they're what a team they are. But budget wise, they can blow, you know, McCallum's on a nice wage. There you go. As and he's not scoring, say. is he, McCallum? No. So I, I thought they were the first 25 minutes or so without creating too many chances. You know, they're after back four on a, on a booking because Rose is quick. Can't really control the ball, but he's quick when he gets it. Um, well, then Pasley was sent off, and I think we couldn't grumble. And I'm surprised about Pasley because he's not Dover's toughest player. So, and he's gone in for a two-footed lunge when he didn't really need to. And he's and the bloke's, you know, and it, from his own goal. And 
We huffed and puffed and we missed the penalty. And that probably sums up the season, really. You look at it, you know, they've got players. We've got no goal scorers or no creativity in the squad. And if you can see goals like they did, the goal that they did, which was, you know, a switch off and the blokes two yards out to edit in, which has been the story of the season again. Um, from there, well, it's, you know, positives. they just got to get players fit. They've got a squad of about 25 and about a fifth of them all injured. Um, so, yeah, I think if we'd have got a draw, I'd have been happy. But, you know, you've got to start winning matches. But as Dover have played the least amount of games in the division, and is this division going to finish? We, where do we go from here? But, you know, I, I can't be saying you're in the league now and Dover will stay up, because that's not fair on Ebsley. So if they did end the league, Dover would probably be going down. I, I think there'd be double standards of the National League if they said, oh, well, we're going to end it now. And, Absolutely, as we had Damien on the show, we'll have a very good point saying, hang on, you didn't end it last season, why end it now? So I can't believe the National League can have the balls to do it, but we could be going into a long, long summer if it continues like this. They've got to find some consistency, and this is the problem with the hasty decisions they made last season. Although, listening back to the podcast, the National League did not make any hasty, any decisions hastily. But they've made a rod for their own backs, as you say, because if they null and void this season, even though we're a considerable amount less through the season, then you're right. Ebsfleet are going to be able to say, well, hang on a second. That's a bit of double standards. And you, and you can understand that, can't you? Well, yeah, David have played, what, they've got 34 league games to go. They could say, well, hang on, we might have got out of this. But as Ebsfleet would have done, well, they've got 10 games to go, whatever it was. So, um, and, and to be brutally honest, looking at uh, how the season's gone so far, I, I believed Ebsfleet more than I believed Dover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> How are they going to do this? I know Sam Allardyce and people have said that you've got to have a bit of a break. I think it might be a bit of a wise decision of what you're hearing in the news. But then what happens to that league? I don't think you can play football in the middle of June, can you? This A, because of contracts. And B, it's, who's going to go and watch it if the Euros are on the telly? Well, they've got to think about that. And I'm sure from that. So at some point, the National League has got to make a decision. But the Premier League is not going to call off because they've got no money. The Football League will do what the Premier League does. Basically, I think we're going through here, but you could be seeing that Dover are playing on certain teams in this league, picking up Dover, looking at Welling. Welling, I worked out, of all the elite teams in the country, have played the least amount of games. Wow. They've played nine league games. They've played not two in the cup. They went out the cup the first round. Yeah. Went out the trophy in the first round. So I'm not just saying it for Dover. How can Welling, Welling could be played Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday by the end of this. And that's... From there, so fair play, you know, Welling win the award for playing the least amount of games. That's incredible. Whoever would have thought we'd be sat here on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and that there'd be a team that we cover of and only played 11 games so far this season. It's it's astonishing, absolutely astonishing. And Dover, as I said to you, Matt, it's about getting. You say you've got no goal scorers, and obviously missing penalties is a problem. But they did say on on. Uh, BT Sport, as well as when they said it was one of the poorest squads they'd seen at this level for a long time. But red cards, you can't keep getting players sent off, can you? No, as I say, Pasley's not the toughest man in the squad. So, you know, what was he doing going from there? Just a bit... The thing is, I don't think Dover have got any leaders on the pitch, you know? Sam Wood is a bit of a leader, but there's nobody else who's saying, right, like, just calm it down, let's sort this situation out. That's an issue as well, because they've got basically a lot of kids playing who are learning their trade. And again, I don't blame Andy Hessenthaler for this. It's just the, the hand they've been dealt. Uh, 
uh, and people saying, oh, we should invest money in, but Jim Parmen, so maybe he knows more than we do, because why is he going to invest when, as we've said before in this, you don't know when the league's going to finish? Is that just throwing money down the pan? So why invest if you know it could be ending in the middle of January for six weeks when you're still paying players that you wouldn't have to pay? I know the furlough system as well. So it's just it's just up in the air. Do you think they've got to have a break in the National League? Well, I think at the moment it's just farcical, isn't it? When you look at the number of fixtures that are being played and that are being called off, I, th- I think that they've got to do something. And, and obviously this is this is the serious time, isn't it? Now, I mean, almost everywhere in the country is now in, in Tier 4. Uh, they're probably going to make up a Tier 5 at some point. They're doing everything they can but put us in lockdown. And if they put us in lockdown, then I think the football should stop. And it might be a case of just looking now on New Year's Eve and saying... Well, I can't. Let's have a two, three week break. Let hopefully everything's all going to come in. Let let people get vaccinated. Let let things die down a bit, and then restart it. Rather than all these people travelling. And I know, obviously, this weekend it's all sort of more local games, the games that survive. But on Tuesday, for example, Eastleigh are going to Stockport. That, that's not going to help anyone, is it? If we're trying to contain this virus, oh. which we need to do, you know. It's, it's ridiculous. I, mean, I remember seeing a tweet a few weeks ago from a, a guy, I can't remember what club he was at, but it was the day that the tier four was announced. And he said, no, hang on a second. He said, I can't see my family on Christmas, but if I sign them on National League South forms, they can join me and 20 others in a dressing room. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, and that's where the, the, the difficulties lie. And I, I just think we're now at the stage where we should be looking and saying, let's have a couple of weeks break. There's obviously a lot of back, a lot of back, fixture backlog, which is going to be a problem going forward. Um, but if we can have this, if we have this little bit of a break, then hopefully the cases will start to drop. I mean, at the moment, the case the cases are as high as they were in April at the moment, or the deaths are as high as they were in so, April. Yeah, then that should be ringing alarm bells when they call the league off there, isn't it? Exactly. So I, that, I, I think they should be getting ready to to have a look at, uh, and saying, right, let's have a circuit break for, from all the football. Let's reduce the travelling, let everybody just get back to, to some sort of normality, get the cases down, start getting the vaccines in, and then we'll start again. And if it's the end of the month, it's the end of the month. You know, we'll, we'll find a way. If they're that determined to finish the season, then they should find a way. And obviously, we spoke to Ben Smith last week, and he made a really good point about the points per game over two seasons, which would be great in the Isthmian League and the Scaffold and things like that. But that's not going to wash in the National League, who finished last season. Um, or, or certainly finished parts of last season. So you could look at it and say, well, you can't points per game over two seasons uh, in the National League. And, and Matt, your homework for this week is to work out if they do that for Dover, where are Dover? Um, but well, what, what about teams who got promoted? Eh? Exactly. So that so that they've made a rod for their own back there. That's not an option. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. That They've really, really made things difficult for themselves. Right, yeah. Well... Again, it's got to come from, I've probably said this before, in the 47 episodes we've done, it's got to come from the top here, isn't it? Yep. They've got to make a decision. The Premier League have clearly said, don't worry about it. If you've got full team players, just do it anyway. And the Football League, clearly the Football League, League, league One seems to be the one that's calling off games. Mm. Apparently reading that some of the League Two aren't going to do it because, A, they're just letting players move away from a little bit of distance. So rather than letting them know, just sort of exiling them from the squads and, and they're not doing it. So, um and I see, all, I see all the teams in the FA Cup have to be tested now. So what does that happen? Are you going to get loads of players in the lower leagues who've got it and been carrying on with it, no symptoms, going from there? So that, that would be an interesting point. Maybe that could be the, 
the um, the cutoff point at some point. If you see loads of people in these FA Cup ties and the lower leagues having it, then maybe they'll have to make something from there. But it does seem a little bit strange. And why why are Eastley going to Stockport? I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so looking at, at Saturday, there was a, a, a well, there was a, a full schedule of fixtures on Saturday. Uh, three games off already in the National League, but there is one involving a Kent side, uh, which is Dover's trip to Dagenham and Redbridge. A, a quick return. Uh, to, to play a side who, who beat you on, on Boxing Day, Matt. And although they beat you, and although you didn't play that well, having seen their squad, do you think if Dover performed to the absolute best of their abilities, they could get a result? Because Dagenham are further down the table than you think they might be. Yeah, I think you'll have to look at the, the team, how he's going to play it. I think defensively, if you kept five on the pitch, I think probably the best defence we've got at the moment so again, I'm still the keeper's still a bit issue, but we can't do much about that. Um, and it, and will he go up front? A lot of the Dover Dover fans saying that Louis Collins should start because Aziz and Rose um, haven't got goals in him. I I, I, think, I quite like Aziz. I think he's a good player. He's never going to score any goals, but he's a, he's a willing worker. Rose has got pace to burn. If he ends an end product, he probably wouldn't be playing for Dover. So there you go. So we game. I think even a draw would be nice, mate. To be honest. I'll take a draw now, just to stop the rock, get some points on the board, and go from there. Because next week they've got Weymouth at home, which is probably a 2021 pointer. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? So you can't afford to lose that. So a bit of momentum going into that because Weymouth seem to be Weymouth score, but they can't defend either. So you're probably looking at nil nil now for that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh- Bromley and Sunny should have been playing at Sutton uh, on Saturday, but Bromley have had cases now. Sutton had cases as well, so there, I don't think there was any chance uh, of that game going ahead. In the National League South, uh, very quickly, all the games there were called off uh, due to cases at Eastbourne, Welling, Dartford, uh, Tunbridge Angels. Uh, genuinely, there's so many I'm forgetting, but there are games scheduled for this Saturday. Uh, so Dartford will play Ebbsfleet on Saturday. Uh, Tommy Angels was supposed to be away to uh, Maidstone United, but Maidstone United now reported a case, so that game is off. In the meantime, Welling was supposed to be at home to Dulwich. Welling have got cases, so that game is off. And in a fit of common sense, rarely seen uh, in the non-league circles, Tommy Angels and Dulwich Hamlet have got together, said neither of us have got it. Let's move a game from May and play it this Saturday. So Tommy Angels will be playing at Longmead on Saturday against Dulwich Hamlet, unless of course someone comes down with it over the next okay, few days. Well, well done. Yeah, well done to them. It's uh, it's it's quite astonishing. So yeah, so we should see some football uh, on on Saturday in the National League South. And of course, the game that stands out there is Dartford against Ebbsfleet. Both sides. Uh, in in different form at the moment. Darford's still near the top of the table, but not really firing on all cylinders. They were very poor when I saw them in the FA Trophy as well. And Ebbsfleet, it's just not working for them at the moment. So that is a big old game at Prince's Park on Saturday. Yeah, I think hopefully that will be um, be on. Um, Interesting how the game, how it goes. Will the the, um, intensity and tempo be there? I suppose they haven't played for a while. It's a big game. I think both sides will be looking to put down a marker. Um, just hope the game goes ahead. I'm, I'm not aware that there's any been any issues with that, but it's good to see that. And f- round of applause for Tunbridge and Dulwich rearranging the game. When was that game supposed to be played? At May Bank Holiday. All right. Well, that makes 100% sense. So fair play to those clubs. And at least there's games on, which is good to see. 
Exactly. There's also some games scheduled for Tuesday night as well. Uh, Ebbsfleet on the road again as they go to Dorking and Maidstone will be back in action as they travel to Dulwich Hamlet. And, and it's difficult. We, we talk about the circuit breaker and things like that, but th- there is going to be some rustiness uh, in these leagues, isn't there? And, and Maidstone obviously having not played since the Saturday before Christmas, you kind of wonder where are they, where are they going to find their match sharpness from? And, and they're going straight in, in, into this game at Dulwich Hamlet on Tuesday. It's not going to be easy for them. No, I haven't played many league games for a while, mate. So I think Maidstone only played 10 league games as well. So um, I suppose, you know, we can't complain of that much sharpness. If we want games to be we want games to be played, they're going to have to get on with it. So um, it's good to see from there. But I think, the, isn't the weather supposed to be turning? Could we see, you know, games called off because of bad weather? That, that's my other concern. Games called off because of bad weather. Then we're really back to square one as well. But yeah, good to see these games on. Hopefully all these games can go on because at least next Wednesday we've got something to talk about. Exactly, when we will be back uh, with the podcast next Wednesday. Well, that's pretty much all the football chat we've got for you. Um, so I'm now going to sl- slot in uh, this this little cl- thing that I've pulled together of some of our best bits uh, of 2020. Obviously, as we said, a, a lot of episodes in there. Um, I'm about halfway through doing it at the moment, so I don't know exactly what's going to be in this, but the, the Charles Darwin rap is, so definitely make sure. And also, Matt, I found the bits where we sound a little bit like Nostradamus. There was one episode where you said to me, are you worried about the coronavirus? And I went, well, yeah, no. Um, and then I detailed exactly why, and it turned out I was very close to being on the money so i basically left out the bits where we sound like idiots what episode was that early doors yeah very early in the piece i can't remember exactly which one it was because i have listened to about 30 episodes uh, so far yeah looting you you have one episode where you just banged on about looting for for ages um but some of the stuff we've done honestly we've we've talked about neighbors we've talked about all sorts um we've had some brilliant interviews over the course of the year there's some little bits from some of those in there as well um but yeah, so here's um, a couple of our, or a little package of some of our highlights of 2020 here on the Kent Only podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only podcast, the very first of the year and of the 20s. How exciting. My first word when I woke up and walked into the office was an expletive. I went up to a Kent Only footballer. In a, uh, a local booth store and, and introduced myself. So, um, this is weirdo, but we stuck up a conversation. I wished him well on his um, birth of his recent child and asked him how many goals he'd scored. So that man was, John? That was, it must have been Joe Taylor. Was Joe Taylor, yes. So, um, that's the second one after I saw Mark Ricketts at that Christmas fair. I received a uh, a special voucher from Sainsbury's entitled me to Nectar Points as apparently over the course of 2019 I was the second highest purchaser of Highland Spring bottled water. Uh, now Matt Gerrard told me that he received a similar voucher uh, for being 13th in, in another food matter. Matt, tell me, is it something horribly middle class? Very horribly middle class, yes. We are in the Thanet Westwood Cross Sainsbury's uh, we were the 13th highest Yes and no, really. It really is spreading. And as someone who owns a hotel slash bed and breakfast, it's quite concerning that, you know, it, it could have a, a big effect on business. 27 yeah, years, something like that? Yeah, yeah, we might not be there yet. Yeah, I think we might. Yeah. Really... The coronavirus would have wiped out the schedule by then. Wait for the coronavirus with my sound a bit. We did 
the news today. Got about two months, I think. Then, um, thing for my wife has been bulk buying toilet tissue. So I came in last night and half the bathroom was filled with um, toilet paper. But she said, "Oh, yeah, that, but maybe that's what she thinks we're going to survive on." We should be able to finish the pod off. We don't want to stop mid-season, so everything's cancelled. Can you imagine Dover Fletcher in the playoff final and, uh, at Wembley and, and the coronavirus calls the end of the season? We're not married, and we've been—it's been like a week, and divorce already seems like a good idea. Or is there a way with with the Vars where August, September—if the season restarts, then the, we play those Vars games. Then we had to do a rap today about Charles Darwin. A rap? I've got it written down here somewhere. Do you want to listen? Want to, listen to it. Hang on a second. Here we go. Darwin, I am Darwin. Charles, Charles, Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came up with the theory of evolution. I say this so you not give science a miss. I'm the one, you won't be like me, because I did the theory of evolution. I'm disappointed, of course. Um, you know, my contract was up at the end of May, and I got a call from Damien yesterday to basically say my contract wasn't being renewed, so... Um, naturally disappointed and a little bit of a shock to the system I have to say my footballing hero is um, David Leeworthy as far as he went to Kingstonian and the second game of the season we went to Kingstonian we lost 4-1 uh, and he got a hat-trick against us and I cheered every goal he scored like it was a Dover goal because he's just my hero our friends it's near six month wait to be at a game I'm sure Matt has done a great job with an interview with Margate boss Jay Saunders so here it is yeah I'm um, what was that? Uh, uh, clearly, I did speak to Jason, but I must have pressed the start and then stop button. So, uh, yeah, I just think myself uh, with the elastic band right into my um, Adam's apple. I reckon I can't see it, of course, but I reckon I've got a really red mark that really hurt. When I was, you know, I've got an elastic band on my desk, so I can't you know, just ping it and I'm just pinging it straight into my throat. I'm so funny, aren't I? You are, mate. You're an absolute legend. Uh, so yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's, it's been quite a year for for the podcast. Oh, it's been quite a year for everyone, but from a podcast point of view, I think we've uh, we, we've done okay. And and some of the episodes we've done lately, I think we've we've put together some of our finest work, mate. And I'm already planning next year's awards entry. Maybe we could go one better. You never know. Um, or three better. Win, yeah. Three better. We need to go probably. But I really um, did think we were going to win. I really did think that Friday um, afternoon. Yeah. I was still at work and I was F5 refreshing Twitter about that. I honestly thought we were going to win. But clearly oh. we didn't. Uh, what have been your podcast highlights of, of 2020 then? Uh, well, oh, just. It's it's a break from the norm to do this. I think we did quite well actually doing pod when there's no football. So it's nice speaking to you because of course we haven't seen each other since March nice. after the radio show was um was I suppose that Moth was pulled <laughs> from the pulled from the schedules um, and we haven't had the call to get it back, John. So I don't no, think that's, I, yeah, that's basically. I think I can let that go now, can I? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I would say, um, you know, obviously, I, I'm really proud of the stuff that we did all through lockdown when we started getting people up um, to ask our question, answer our questions. We've, we've had some amazing interviews over the course of the year as well. I mean, um, 
just going back the Kevin Watson interview the day after he, he lost his job at, at Ebbsfleet was was really good. Mickey Collins in the summer was absolutely superb. Paul Morgan uh, on last week's show was was also brilliant. And, and I think Chris Kinnear got him back, didn't I? Chris Kinnear. You got, got, you got Chris Kinnear back, of course. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had Hody in as a guest presenter a couple of times as well. Yeah. Um, I think we might do that again, actually, if the lockdown continues, maybe get Hody to, to sit by his phone uh, for maybe next week or the week after. But we yeah, should see. Um, but yeah, I think I think we've done some we've done some really good shows here without you know blowing our own trumpet. But I, I think we we know what we're doing. We're very lucky. We've got good contacts. You know, we're, we're in a situation where we can we've got a lot of people who, who are happy to be on the show and, and always happy to chat to us. And I, I suppose it's always, always really appreciated. But now is a good time to say thank you to every single person out there um, in in the world of Kentonology football who, who we've spoken to appears on the show who when they get a text from a random number ending in 078 just responds and says yeah I'm free I can have a chat and 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 does it and you know all the people who share the stuff that we do we really really appreciate it and and we do enjoy doing this show um and so it is really really nice to to, to do that and I suppose as well Matt I haven't talked about our podcast highlights on the pitch what, what was the best game you saw this year Best game I saw. I quite enjoyed going to Knox County for the day. I really enjoyed that. That was in early January. Just a bit, A, because they looked after so well and you go into a proper ground. Um, I suppose, but, I suppose, like, or, or the highlight uh, as well. I think for me, the highlight um, in terms of games I saw uh, was when I went to see Corinthian in the FA Vars and they beat Sporting Calsa. Great day. They they played really well, Corinthian, that day as well. Um, and it was just so nice to see the sort of be in the atmosphere. I mean, that was in back in February. So it, you still had the fans and, and it was all sort of close together and, and all that. And, it, and it, was, it was great. They played really well and you could see the delight when they got through. I think that was the result that took them into the quarterfinals of the Vars and, and that, that was a, that was a great day. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And, and that's the kind of thing, you know, that you, you don't get, every day and we are lucky you know because as you said earlier we can still go to games I, I, I went to Eastbourne against uh, Dartford Dartford lost 3-1 but it was in terms of entertainment it was a belting game of football and, and we're lucky to be in that situation whereby we have seen games of football this season because I know there's a lot of people listening who probably haven't or have seen very few games um, but yeah it's been a uh, I've seen some really good games of football this year through the Kent Only podcast and, and we, we are well as I've just said we are really lucky aren't we yeah, it is. And again, the last few weeks, you know, the seven or six games I've seen from Dover haven't been particularly fun. But um, again, the thing is, that we can get some fans back in the stadium. And I know, you know, a lot of people are missing the football and the streaming was a bit of a novelty now. And people think I'm getting a little bit frustrated with that because, they, you know, it's not the same. So, yeah, it's the main thing, if we can get at least in August... Or whenever the season next season starts, we can get people back, and a little bit of norm, normality could be the way forward. Um, I suppose one I, of am, the best... I am cheesed off talking though, John. I've been knocked off the Kevin on League podcast top of the table. The Have fantasy. you? I've been re- winning it all the time. Oh dear! I don't know who Becky Wikes is. But well, she's better than you. Better than me now. She's eighteen points clear. Wow. Benjamin Watts coming up on the inside. Wow. Jason Burns coming up on the inside. I am. My, so I was in the lead by about 150 points, and it's all going sadly wrong. 
Well, I am ninth in that league. Uh, disappointingly, three I places. Doing well. I was going to say disappointingly, three places behind my uh, my Kent non-league manager nemesis, um, Michael Golding, who has is uh, is turned it round because he had a, a bit of a, a bad start, but uh, sort of turned it round a little bit now. So um, yeah, we shall uh, we shall see how that plays out over the course of the season. It's, it's obviously difficult with all these COVID call-offs as well, mate, to to maintain your team. Right, yeah. But the uh, Premier League predictions league we do, you don't seem to mention that on the show. Yeah, yeah you're doing well in that, and you're top of the league, cocking the south. I am indeed top of the league in the predictions league. Um, I was going to say as well before that, Matt, a, a game that I that you went to that was probably uh, a highlight that you may have forgotten was that DLFA Cup win over Sittingbourne. That sounded like oh, a yes, good one. Oh yes, early doors. Yes, we had people in there. Deal were on the front foot straight away because they, um, you know, a nice day in my shorts watching the game. Yeah, that was back in September, wasn't it? One of the first games. Yeah, they, yeah. It's always good to speak to Steve King of Deal, who's um, very passionate about his club. Sitting born, I felt a bit, you know, sorry for them, but they came out, they've done all right since then. So, yeah, it's good to see the other games. So, normally I'm at Dover, but seeing the other side. So, and, you know, the, again, you see the passion from those, from the, from both sides of the support, and that's what we're missing. And all we want is the fans back. And I think um, when that happens again, we at least have a bit of normality. And I'm sure we'll look back on this time next year in the pod, it could be the 200th show, the last one of. 2021 and we'll be laughing at what we're saying this year when we've got big crowds going in and football's better and Dover top of the National League so it'll all be fantastic this time next year um, just quickly on Deal Town, actually, they were supposed to be playing Binfield on uh, on Sunday in the FA Vars, but that was called off uh, due to the Tier 4 restrictions. They're waiting to see what's going to happen with getting that one rearranged. Uh, so hopefully that's that that will be sorted out soon because that will mean that everything is 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 better, which is a uh, which yeah, is, which is thing, a start. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking of Dover being top of the National League, word on the street is that you got Football Manager 2021 for Christmas. You're not alone, but uh, Dover are, are doing pretty well in 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 your game. Update, John. Yep. We were promoted via the playoffs in the National League where we beat Chesterfield 10-9 on penalties. Wow. I was playing this game um, late on Tuesday and uh, I woke my wife up because she was laying next to me when I was playing it on the switch saying, what's going on? I've been promoted. And of course, her disdain for anything football was um, seen to be a four because, of course, she thinks it's just a load of our rubbish because it's just a thing from there. But yeah, I, was, I have been promoted by Dover, I'd say. And Adi Aziz, unlike at the current moment in time, is an actual <laughs> machine. Well, my uh, my other half, also not a fan of Football Manager, bought me Football Manager 21 for, for Christmas. And there was some debate. I briefly considered that I didn't need it, so I might, you know, send it back. But then I thought, no, for the purely for the podcast... Um, material i would keep it and i would uh take on the challenge of being dover athletic and uh, i haven't played it as much as you this week uh obviously because my mine's of, mine's a, a, a shortened version of yours because mine's uh, a, you see mine's mine's the big boy game yeah. and um i started off with dover and oh my word that the squad is as poor as you tell me it is every week on the podcast um your, your man ransom at the back got injured in the first game of the season was out for three months which was the end of his loan spell so i had to send him back uh, i basically went and did a bit of a uh, just signed a load of players on trial and then tried to find the odd rough diamond out of that 
and I found a few actually. I, I, I've got a, I've built a half decent squad, but it took me a month to win a game. Uh, I then won three in uh, four in five to move up the table. It knocked out the FA Cup on penalties at Chelmsford, um, which was a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've been progressing. I'm, I'm mid table. I'm just trying to load it up now, but it's actually taking some. I'm mid table in the league, and I found your man uh, Akeem Rose is an absolute goal machine. Uh, for me uh, I've just picked up a, a goalkeeper because obviously goalkeeper has been a problem and I've not been able to find one uh, but I've just picked up Grant Smith the former Lincoln goalkeeper oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, has just come in so that's the end of uh, any chance of Mercin or the other fella from from Arsenal playing in goal again and we're just trying to get there it took me a long time to keep a clean sheet I, I'm I'm confident that my uh, possession-based football is going to get me up the table but uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. my tactic is basically Hit it long. Basically, the keeper, he was Mercer last season, but I've been him now. I'm looking for a keeper. He basically, as soon as he gets the ball, he wallops it. Aziz, whose first touch is good, is in, scores. Perfect. So that's, I have been reading up on this. People saying that 21 is a lot easier than other versions. So I'm not oh. picking up my managerial ability, but maybe it's a little bit easier than the other ones. Right. So let's have a look at my Dover squad then. We are currently, after 12 games, at 13th in the table with 15 points. Uh, we started off with a, a decent result, actually, first up. No, we lost at home to Borehamwood. Then we got a point at Notts County. Uh, then we got a shoe in. No point. But then we beat Maidenhead 3-1 in November. Then we beat, followed that up by beating Torquay, then Altrincham, then a defeat at Bromley. And then we lost, and then we beat Dagenham Ribbridge 3-0 away from home. Uh, and then lost to Barnet and we're just about to play Hartlepool. Uh, squad wise I've had I've had some I've had some troubles. Uh, Jack Munns has has been injured and also in very poor form. Sam Wood, I mean he's obviously the the shining light uh, in your in the real world Dovathetic in this game he's not quite pulling up in the trees. I've got a lad called Jake Young in on loan from Forest Green. Uh, he's doing a job for me. He has he's my joint top scorer. I've just signed a chap called Joe Gubbins from QPR on loan as well to fill the gap of the ransom uh, thing. But some of these players are just, are just not up to the standard of, of the national league or even the leagues below them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been a challenge so far, but my um, four, four, two, my, I'm now playing four, three, one, two. I've picked up a lad called Dion McGee. Have you ever heard of him? He's not altering him, is he? Uh, well, he, he was at Manchester United, so he could well be at Altrincham yep. uh, in real life. But he was on a free at the start of the game. Uh, he basically can play any position on the park. So I've played him right wing. I've played him left back. I've played him. And now he's playing in the hole behind the strikers. And it's really working uh, with him, with Aziz chipping in every now and then. But Young and, and Rose really doing a job for me. So hopefully t- things will continue to improve and my Dover Athletic will be soon flying up the league. Well, we'll do an update next week. if well, when I go back to work, I won't be able to play as much. So. No, if I get the chance to play, I will. Uh, yeah, so it, this week I've also been in uh, in flat pack hell, I'm going to call it. I We decided over Christmas that we were going to um, do a little project and renovate my, my very small office uh, this year. So uh, my office where I've always done the podcast is, is it's not a huge room, probably 12, 12 foot, eight foot, something like that. And um, it's... It, I've always had a lot of stuff in here. I had a big unit in here and things like that. And, and it's it felt quite cramped. So decided to buy a new desk, uh, move some bits and pieces around, take the big unit out and put it in the shed. And it all looks nice. So I went and bought this desk um, from Marcus. a, a, un, a, a I'm going to choose not to name the well-known catalog based uh, sh- store uh, where I bought it from. 
and uh, it wasn't cheap. It was uh, it was one hundred pounds, um, and I had to go and collect it from their their franchise, which is in a supermarket. Um, and uh, I went up there and I coll- collected it, and I took a look at it, and it was two huge boxes. So I had to go out, get a massive trolley, bring it back in, got it in the car, all fine. Got home, I um, started unpacking it. And when I do flat pack stuff, I'm very methodical. I get all the bits out. And I'm glad I did because I got it out. And one of the bits was virtually in two. It just had a massive snap on it. And it's now the bit that is bottom right to, to where I am. And it, it wouldn't have worked with, with that in. So, you know, when you buy these flat pack furnitures from uh, the unnamed catalog store, inside the instructions, there is a number. It says, if you have any lost missing or damaged parts call this number i can confirm that that is the lie because i found out that number and they went oh because it's click and collect we can't do anything so i then looked on the on my phone and they i could buy it again and get it in stock the next day at nine o'clock so this was on this was on tuesday i bought it uh, so went up to the store and said, look, is there anything to do? And they said, well, look, you could buy it again and it'll be here tomorrow. I said, right, fine. So I did that. I bought it again, uh, left the bit, the broken bit in the car. Went, it said it would be there by nine o'clock or should be there by nine o'clock. So I gave it till 10 o'clock. I hadn't heard anything and went up there just on the off chance that it was there and they hadn't had a chance to do the emails yet. I went in the store and I said, just wondering, like, what time it's going to be and they said oh about uh, oh it's here but we haven't had time to sort it all out we'll prioritize it oh it'll be about 40 minutes hour and a half later i'm still sat in the car park waiting for it but in the end i managed to get it uh put the thing together it looks quite nice actually i've, I've um brought another unit in from the living room i've bought myself a record player and i've got that set up as well have you got your so record? i've got two at the moment but that's by uh, the way one's that band you got um biffy Cairo. yeah and so's the other one um so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um so i might uh i might try and buy some more bits and pieces uh one of the things i got for christmas was uh biffy's album that was released in the summer um i really liked i really like the album so i got the uh a special um collector's edition of that which has got the vinyl and 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 the cd and like a really nice fancy booklet so uh that was nice so yeah i played 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 a bit of vinyl yesterday was spinning some some uh some vinyl (laughs) i'm not doing that i I, I didn't do that but uh, no so eventually we've done it the office has got a bit more space in it there's still stuff to be done in here but it's quite nice it's light and airy and it feels it feels better so from now on the podcasts are from a less uh chaotic existence and hopefully uh, that will remain the case so yeah you, you feel like you've achieved something then over christmas i do yeah and the thing is, is i don't know why i rushed it really because i've got weeks to do anything that, that needs doing really haven't i open up yeah you don't know yeah so oh god any i suppose no work coming up i suppose that doesn't start till february no so uh, and obviously radio kent I'm not there's hardly any games anyway and I wouldn't be allowed to travel into Kent anyway according to the new rules so um so yeah it's uh yeah it's all it's all up in the air but at the moment got our health and that's the most important thing and uh let's just hope that everyone continues to behave themselves over the um over the coming weeks and we can finally start to see the back of this virus because we need it and at the moment it's 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 still very serious and I still think people are taking it a little bit lightly but um, we shall see what happens. And um, as you say, Matt, there's not been a lot on the telly this week, has there? Um, 
so yeah it's all been a bit a bit naff so i suppose all we can really say is uh thank you everyone for listening to to this year's tent only podcast it's been a year like we would never have imagined when we uh when we listened to the first uh when listened back to the first episode we were so optimistic about all the promotions that were going to happen and everything like that and none of that's happened at all <laughs> uh, but um it's it's incredible it's it's absolutely amazing although when you listen back to the the package that was in earlier you will hear something very funny from matt in the very first episode of the new year um which uh which was which did make me laugh when i listened back to it uh, anyway you can find us on twitter at kent nl podcast you can find us on facebook search for kent on the podcast and you will find us i am at john phipps 81 which means that in 24 hours time i'll be able to say the disappointing phrase I'm 40 this year uh, and Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, thank you, as I say, to everybody for listening. Thank you to all of our guests over the past year. You, We are nothing without you. So we do really, really appreciate. And of course, a massive thank you to Matt, who gives up his time to uh, to, to join, to do this show. Um, it, is, it is a joint effort. We do both put the effort in. But obviously, if it was just me prattling on. Sorry? You do more than I do. Well, taking out half my swearing probably doesn't help. That's true. Yeah, you, you, I, I listened back. I actually listened back. I left. I left some. I left some swearing in yeah. earlier on in the podcast in the season. But that's there, by there the by. There is a program coming up on Netflix. Yeah. About the um, history of swear words. You know, I, I don't recommend people swear, but I think in this sort of time that it's quite be quite interesting to see how where you get history. So on Netflix, so I might. Well, I think it might be coming up in the next couple of days. So. We might do a review of that next week, where they get swear words from. If it's safe to say drop. that's either going to be f***ing brilliant or absolute bollocks. Hey! Have you beat that out? Yep. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, uh, well, we look forward to that. But, yes, uh, thank you, Matt, for, for all you do to, to help with this podcast. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will speak to you all in 2021. Take care of yourselves. Uh, stay indoors. And let's get rid of this virus once and for all. We'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know where. Taking out the singings is much as much hard work as the swearing.